Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Patrick Stewart, and welcome to the PSA with P. Stewart, where we live our life on the cleft 24-7, 365 days a year. What is the cleft? Community, love, education, and faith. Let me start by saying Happy New Year to you all. This is the first episode of the New Year, second episode of the podcast. So thank you all for tuning in. I'm excited about this podcast. Let me first start by saying I'm giggling right now because I'm excited about this podcast. This is my second time recording it, so I don't know what it's going to sound like, but I'm excited. So God must have wanted something uh, out of me that I didn't give in the first um, recording. So uh, this is funny to me, but that's isn't that the God we serve? Just when we think that we have the things that we want down pat, and I'm telling you, y'all, it was fire. Uh, so you, you think you have it down pat and all of a sudden he says, do it again. All right. So <laughs> that's where we are. So this is your second episode of the second episode. So I hope you guys are having a great start to your new year. I hope that all the goals and plans and resolutions that you have made, uh, have been lined out and that you are ready to achieve them. Here's my encouragement to you early. All right. If you stumble along the way, revisit them and start again. Here's my encouragement to those who didn't make anything. It's okay. But what I want you to do is to leave everybody alone who has made them. Don't you worry about what nobody else is not going to do. You didn't want to make any. It's okay. So just watch. Stay in your lane. That's one of the things I want to focus on tonight. So one of the things, staying out of lane, is is a good thing to do. And one of the, I like about staying in our lane is uh, it's not a negative, but when we stay in our lane, God truly provides people that are going to be in our lane that we need to assist along the way. You can live your best life and still help people. Did you know that? Living your best life does not mean you have to be selfish at all times. Living your best life does not mean uh, focus solely on you. Living your best life to me means that I'm going to be the best that I can be while still helping others along the way because I can't even have a best life. I can't smile and laugh. I can't do the things that I want to do if I know that everybody else is hurting and not feeling so good around me. So therefore, when I live my best life, it's because I want others around me uh, to have the best life that they can as well. So my encouragement to you in 2019, stay in your lane. Those persons that God sends you away, all right, bless them as, as you only as you can, because it was specifically for you that he put those people in your lane. All right. Do that thing. Well, leads me right into my topic. And my topic tonight is does God know your heart? Does God know your heart? One of the phrases that we often use is, God knows my heart. Now, a lot of times when we say this, uh, we're normally defending something that we didn't do. Or we're defending something that we did do that maybe we shouldn't have done. All right? Did you catch that? Something that we did do, all right? And maybe it wasn't to the full extent, or maybe it was a negative, or something that we should have done. And God knows my heart. Well, God knows my heart. It's it's overused. It's overkill. And here's why I say that. Tonight, I want to take you down this road, but I want to replace God to start with 
with your boss, right? Whatever you, wherever you work at, I want to replace God. Uh, and tonight I want to focus in on your boss, whoever your employer is. And if you could just say, uh, my boss knows my heart. He understands. He or she understands. My boss knows my heart. Now, focus in on work. When we say, my boss knows my heart, that is to say, let's say if you want to go into work late or just not even show up, with a simple phrase, my boss knows my heart, be okay. They understand. You know it wouldn't be. Would you still be able to get paid if your boss just knew your heart? Would you still be able to keep your benefits? Would your family still uh, receive their health care? No, they wouldn't. And you know it as well as I do. But we play God to the left where we would even respect more of our boss. The truth is that in order to get paid and keep our benefits, we have to show up for work on time. We have to show up for work, period. So now, if that's what we have to do for our our natural job, then why don't we show up for God? Why do we treat God like he is supposed to understand our hearts and just let us slide on doing the work, slide on showing up on time for him? The people I talked about earlier that are supposed to be in your lane, they can't even get blessed by you on the day. Because you're not showing up for work. And your excuse, God knows my heart. Well, be a couple things, a couple reasons why. And I would say one of the main reasons is we say this is because we understand that God's mercy uh, towards us is unwavering. We do it knowing that God will never leave us. And because we know this, we treat him poorly. Subconsciously, we allow the abuse of the benefits of God. We abuse the grace and the mercy. We mistreat it. Now, we know that our employers and our boss would never understand or even try to understand a conscious decision to go against the policies of the company. We wouldn't get paid. We would not get paid. We also recognize that our decisions to not do the job that we were given, if we are there, will cause our families to lose their benefits. They rely on us, so we show up on these jobs and we do what the boss asks us to do. We don't want to put anybody in a bad spot when it comes to our co-workers because we like watching the, the games with them. We like hanging out in the break room with them so we don't play them to the left either. But God, we kind of give him the small hand. So we show up on time for the boss. We work on time for the boss. We perform like no other for the boss. Knowing that the benefits that God has for us is much better than what any boss could ever give us. And that's in this life or the next. So if we know that the benefits are greater from God, 
Why don't we do more to please him? We go to our jobs and we want a promotion. We bust our tails. We show out at the job. But we don't do it for God. God's children are all called to a great work. Notice I didn't just say a mediocre work. A good work. I believe we're called to do a great work. Those who follow me on Facebook and Instagram and uh, who have followed me on Blog Talk know that one of the things that I say, even my students know that I never say, uh, just be good. That would be shorting of who you are. That would be belittling of who you are to me. Because I believe we're called to do a great work. And that's everybody. Everybody is called to do a great work. Well, why do you say that, Pat? That's because I believe that if we truly believe that we are called and that we are created by God in his image, catch that. We're created in his image. So if he's done a great work and created everything, and I'm created in his image, why would I do mediocre? If I'm like him, I do great things. So therefore, I believe that everyone is called to do a great work. But here's the catch. If you're going to do a great work, you got to be on time to do it. You got to show up. Remember that if you neglect your duty, it can not only cause you to lose your benefits, it could cause your family to use the, lose their benefits. And going back to that lane, staying in your own lane, it could cause that person who God put in your lane for you to bless to lose even their benefits. Persons that you never even met. You've been called uh, to bless them. You've been set up to bless them. But if you're not moving even down your lane, then you can't help anybody. One of my favorite artists, Molly Music, has a uh, song that I, I love called Walking Shoes. If you ever get a chance, uh, check that out, Walking Shoes. And what he talks about is he's walking and he's chasing a dream that he hasn't dreamed yet. And he's looking for something that he's never seen yet. But he's walking and he says that if he keeps on walking, he'll recognize it when it comes. That's how you have to be when you're going down your lane and you're moving on purpose. When people come into your life on purpose, for a purpose, you will recognize it. You don't have to see them ever in your life. You just will know this is what I'm supposed to do. This is who I'm supposed to do it for. So what we do is we show up on time and we do the work that we're called to do. Show up, people. So know that God's heart and understand he needs you to be on time. I won't keep you long, but I'll close with this psalm. And that is uh, Psalms 139, uh, 23. And it says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. Well, I want God to search my heart. I want God to search your heart. But sometimes our, our heart can be, as I say with my son, Molly. It can be a little messed up, be a little dirty. But that's why we pray to him and we ask him to clean me, creating me a new heart. As an instructor in the Air Force, one of the things that I love to do is when I came in, 
uh, to instruct whoever was teaching before me. Uh, they knew that whatever they had wrote on the board, I needed erased. Something about coming in and having that new board to write on, new information to give to these youngsters, new information to put forward. God wants that same heart. He wants to write something new on your heart, something that is not selfish that you've put on there yourself, something that lines up with his will, his word, and his way. Allow him to write on a clean slate. In 2019, write, you want that writing of the newness on your heart. So right now, just clean it. Have it removed. All that old stuff. This is a new year. Three days in. Remove it. A clean heart. Try me. Know my thoughts. My thoughts should line up with his thoughts. All right? And I know people are going to say, you know, his thoughts are not my thoughts. His ways are not ways. That's Old Testament. We have received the Spirit. We have to receive the Spirit. He speaks to us. He speaks to us. He tells us what to do. He speaks to us. He tells you what to do. We just go against it. So right now, I'm asking right now that if you're under the sound of my voice right now, that for 2019, as you set forth on your resolutions, you set forth on your goals, and you set forth on your plans, whatever for, whatever how you set them up, whatever you want to call them, that when you write them down on the table of your heart, make sure that it's clean and that God can add whatever he needs to and he can erase whatever he needs to to make it line up with him. He wants to give you the desires of your heart, but they have to line up with his will. That's it. That's it. And that's why here at the PSA with P. Stewart, we line our things up with community, love, education, and faith things that God wanna, wants us to do. So these are my thoughts, community, love, education, and faith. Those are just the foundation. With that foundation, I allow him to build on top of it. So I say to you, friends and family, welcome to the PSA with P. Stewart. It's going to be a long journey. I'm looking forward to it. I also look forward to having some of you uh, collaborate with me on this podcast, and I look forward to that uh, as you join me along this journey. All right, we're going to have some fun along the way. Uh, Always remember that 24-7, 365 days, you're supposed to live a life that is positive. You're going to be challenged, but show up on time. You're going to be tried, but still show up on time. Why? Because then... God will know your heart. And with with your heart, with your heart, that newness of your heart, that cleanliness of your heart, the one you've given him uh, the ability to write the table of his word on, telling you it's going to be a blessed life. I guarantee you, hold me to it. All right, I'll let you go. This has been the PSA with P. Stewart, and I'm out.